Hey, I'm very excited to get a chance to talk to you again. Um, I think uh, when your um, most recent album came out was the last time we spoke, so probably about a year ago or so since we had our, our last interview. Um, I have had a chance to check out your um, new box set, and it's incredible. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's nice. No? Yeah, I had so much fun putting it together. It's like, yeah, I maxed out the capacity of the CDs, and yeah, it's 56 <laughs> songs. My favorite songs, but there are more songs like, yeah, like in, in the archives waiting for, for, for being, yeah, maybe on the volume too. Let's see, but yeah, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, at first I just want to pick like my 20 favorites for a best of, and it was 30, and then 40, and then 50, and now it's 56 songs. So yeah, yeah, I know. I was it was incredible. I was shocked at the amount of material. Um, you know that that you put on there, but uh, ecstatic at the same time because it's it's great to to get that much material and to get those unreleased tracks, um, to get some live tracks, uh, just some 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 different stuff that uh, you know I hadn't had an opportunity to hear before. Uh, now you I, you said you still have some other material, um, so you, you, do you think there's a possibility then that you will will do another album of maybe some unreleased or um, you know demo tracks in the future? Yeah, maybe like oh God, it, it's um, yeah, maybe in the next uh, two three years. But I mm -hmm. I, still, I first want to do a new album where yeah in sure. the middle of doing a new album as well. But yeah, I tell you, man, so many years, so many records, and it was hard to decide which song would come on the record and and we did many um, uh, new versions and yeah and, and live songs and yeah and, and we worked in the studio on some yeah new new versions of these songs which I love so much so so I wanted to put on something special but yeah I tell you I, when I was going through my archives I found all these cool things I found old demos which sounded great too and I found even old demos of my first bands I had um, before Warlock I had um, two three more bands actually it was a snake bite and beast and attack and then Warlock yeah and I found all these great demos there like sometimes really you know like, like sounded great and you know great song ideas so so I'm sure you know something will come out in yeah in, in in the next couple of years maybe but yeah but first we want to concentrate on a on a normal nice uh, mm -hmm. new record and this will come out uh, via Nuclear Blast and this best of the Magic Diamonds album that's coming out through my own label Magic Diamonds Productions because I found my own label that I can put out stuff on the side like you know picture this and you know some some records which are not available anymore I can put out and, you know, and stuff for collectors and, you know, for the diehard fans. Oh, excellent. You're, you're making me curious now what else uh, you have in the pipeline there. <laughs> yeah, 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 but, but, yeah, but it all takes so much time and, and I could only put together this best of album because we weren't on tour. Usually I was always on tour and, you know, and playing festivals and, yeah, now, you know, when I thought, okay, everything is getting postponed or canceled and I went back into the studio and because the guys in the band, they sometimes we couldn't travel so we couldn't, you know, like, like spend time all together in one studio and I thought, yeah. I want to go through my archives and see, and you know, maybe putting all the best of, yeah, and then I saw all these great songs, and yeah, there's tons of material, 
which is, uh, yeah, unreleased, but, um, but I have to clear the rights. So even with oh. my first band, man, I tell you, I don't even know, you know, I don't even know their last name for most of the guys, you know. Oh, wow. They <laughs> had a nickname, you know, like, and, uh, yeah. So I, I first have to have to see if I can still find them. They're all over the world, so some some of them, they gave up music, so, you know, they're now, whatever, lawyers or doctors, and so I really have to see where I can find them, and, but... But, so how much know. time would you say that you put into this, to put, putting this box set together, yeah. research well, and I everything? Like, yeah, six months at least, yeah. Yeah, wow. six months. Yeah, 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 because there's so many songs, and every song had to yeah, either be remixed or um, they're all remastered, but sometimes, you know, I had great live versions, and there was always something going on. Either a feedback or, you know, one side of the PA was, you know, not working. And there was always something. And, yeah, so we spent, like, yeah, six months working on it. And, um, yeah, yeah. And um, and here, when I worked, sometimes there was a total lockdown. So you weren't allowed to go anywhere. So, yeah, so I was, like, you know, listening to all kinds of cassettes or deck cassettes. That was a thing we put so much music on like in the late 80s 90s mm-hmm. and and then i had trouble to find somebody who had like a dead player which would <laughs> work because when you don't use these things sure. in a long time then you know they, they they don't work anymore so so i got connected with all like these guys who you know who were like these nerds who were fiddling around in a cellar you know <laughs> like it's like you know it was, it was funny but i found them you know and they didn't talk to me but they were like you know checking out these deck players and deck sets so i thought man it's super important and yeah you know so there were definitely big operations going on you know before you could <laughs> even hear something and yeah, yeah well and excellent job set. Yeah. Excellent job. It sounds great. It sounds incredible. Yes, oh, oh good. Oh, I, I will tell my, my mastering engineer because that was a lot of work. I think I've never spent so much time uh, in, in mastering. It was actually weeks. But he said, yeah, you know, we we got to do it right. And usually when you have one new record and, mm-hmm. you know, and then I spent there a couple of days. Usually I always go back to mastering three, four times. But anyhow, but this time was like, yeah, it was a long, long process and yeah and then then it was right and and you have to master different for vinyl and different for cd because vinyl master you know you have to take away a little bit base or to make it even lower volume and so so i learned a lot you know i learned a lot of these tricks and stuff and yeah i've been listening to um uh your version of breaking the law uh by judas priest which i absolutely love um, and it was, I was so glad to see that included on there, um, you know, and you, and you did that song, obviously, with, with Udo Dirkschneider. Um, yeah. And it's just such a unique twist, uh, still, um, you know, still true to the original song, but yet it's, you really made it yours, um, I think, the way, way you did it. And, and so, you know, I just, I just love that song. I love your version of it. So good. Oh, that's yeah, I, that was my first tour um, ever in 1986, my first big tour in 1986 with Judas Priest, and Judas Priest was my favorite band, and I tell you, I was so blown away, and, and it opened 
doors for us. It was so great. So I always want to say thank you to Priest. And then we recorded Breaking the Law. And actually, I was working on this um, record with orchestra, Classic Diamonds album. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. we had this version. I thought, ooh, this is so nice. And then I thought, maybe it calls for a duet. And, and I was just working with Udo Dirk Schneider as well on a song for his album. It was actually, he recorded uh, one song called Dancing with an Angel, and he asked me if I want to, you know, like, do a duet with him. I said, yes. And I said, oh, do I'm working on this orchestra record. Would you like to do a duet on Breaking the Law? And I knew that, you know, like, Udo is a big priest fan as well. And it was actually my second concert in my life. My first one was White Snake in 1980. It was so fantastic and mind blowing. My <laughs> second one was Jesus Priest, and support band was Accept. So I knew that Udo, you know, would like that idea. And then, yeah, and then we did it. And, yeah, I think K was so great. And, um, yeah, it was just that, yeah, I wanted to say thank you to Priest for taking us on tour with them. And um, that time, like the 80s, my God, it was. It was so big, and like, and everything was sold out. The biggest arena. It was a dream come true. And that was when I quit my job. When we got the Judas Priest tour, and I went to my boss and I said, "I'm quitting my job. I was a graphic artist." He said, "Why?" And I said, "Because we're going to with Judas Priest." He said, "What is that?" And I said, "It's metal. It's the best. It's the <laughs> biggest." And he said, "Are you crazy?" And I said, "No, I got to do it." And and I said, "You got to check it out." And actually, when we went. Uh, to play, um, actually my hometown, we, we played as well, which was pleasing, and then all my co-workers, my boss, they were standing in the first row, and they were like, wow, they couldn't believe it. That, I think, I hooked them up with medals, so yeah, I think they're probably <laughs> still medal heads, I hope, yeah. Well, you've been quite an influence. I mean, when when I first was aware of you in Warlock, which is, was where I heard you first, um, it's not that women weren't in metal um, so much, but because I mean, there were uh, bands, obviously, that that were, were, you know, either fronted by a woman or the full band uh, was, was female. But you really kind of took this to a new level with, um, with the leadership, I think, uh, of Warlock. And I think you've been a, a really big inspiration to, uh, you know, and I, I hear that often. Um, a lot of female artists look to you, you know, um, as somebody that, that kind of was a trailblazer uh, for, for, for women in metal. Um, how, how does that make you feel, uh, you know, these days to know that, that you kind of opened the door up for a lot of them to uh, to move into that genre? Oh, it's, uh, thank you so much for these kind words. You know, I tell you, I just did what I said, you know. I always, you know, went out full force, you know, gave it my all, always tried to, you know, put in 110%, and, um, yeah, and I love music, I love metal, I love the fans, so it was actually, I never even thought of it, like, I just did what I did, and then when some, sometimes, you know, some, some musicians came on and said, yeah, when we saw you, like, you know, performing on the tour bus, usually it was the all we you, which everybody referred to. And I said, yeah, you know, it was a big inspiration. Or, or sometimes people said, yeah, when we saw the video and when we heard all we are, then we wanted to, you know, form a band and we picked up a guitar or, you know, and, um, became a singer. So sometimes, you know, when people say that, it, it makes me feel so happy, so good. And I'm just happy when I can give out some 
positive energy. And when somebody feels inspired or motivated, oh, that's like, oh, that's, that's so great. That's so great to hear. And, and I, I, I heard it like even from, from guys, like from men as well. And I thought, oh, that's, that's so nice. So, so to me, metal was always, I think it was above that all. If you're a man or a woman or wherever you come from, when you have metal in your heart, then, you know, your heart is in the right place and you do what you do, you do what you love. And, yeah, and, and I guess sometimes it's great to have people you, you know, you feel inspired by. I, I was so lucky I could even tour with all my heroes. Um, I like, yeah, to the priest, my God, Rob Halford, he was my biggest inspiration. And then the next tour was Ronnie James Dio when we toured in Europe with the All We Are, uh, with the Triumph and Agony album. It was so great. We became friends, and, and yeah, Lemmy, he was another hero of mine, and we were like best friends, and and I loved him so much, and I miss both of them so much, Dio and Lemmy. They were my best friends in 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 my life, in my musical life. But that that is my life. There's nothing else going on. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was so lucky, and I'm so grateful. And if I can give out something positive to somebody else, oh, I'm 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 a happy camper. Yeah. Well, last time I spoke with you, um, we discussed, I think, uh, a little bit um, about you were talking um, that, that you never got married or had children because of your dedication to music, um, yeah. to, to the metal scene. Um, but I, I'm curious to get your take on how you uh, might have felt, because I, I know a lot of men, uh, you know, kind of um, – uh, had posters of you, thought of you kind of a, as a sex symbol, as, as sexy, but at the same time, I always felt like you did not use your sexuality, I guess, overtly um, during the performances. You, you you stood on your vocals and, and um, you know, uh, not that you, I mean, you're clearly a very attractive woman, <laughs> so so don't, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you, you did not use, uh, I think, um, a lot of that, even though it was present, it was there, uh, to further your career. I, I think uh, that one, is one of the things that makes you kind of unique in that you really seem to just stand on your performance and what you could do uh, more so than trying to crank it up maybe another notch or two on the, you know, the level of bringing um, sex or sexuality into, into your performances. Um, yeah. how, does, how does that relate to you? Yeah, to me, I think that's more metal, you know, to be natural sure. and, you know, and I think metal is, is so sacred because there's a deep connection between metalheads worldwide. I think when you're into metal, when you understand what it means, you know, it's a whole way of living, it's a whole life, it's a way of feeling. Um, I think it is so much more than just like, you know, like, like yeah, being sexy or, you know, it's like, I think it's a deep, deep, meaningful thing. And, and I always, you know, felt that I was never interested. I actually never had any male groupies. The guys in the band had so many female groupies and, you know, and girls. <laughs> and, but usually um, when I was hanging out with the metalheads or with the guys, you know, usually we always gave each other a hug, a really great hug. Like it was more about, yeah. Yeah, like heart and soul and, you know, and, and good, powerful metal energy. It was never about sex or something. And, um, yeah, and 
yeah, I never, I was never interested in that either. It was like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I like to dress up, you know, cool. I always like to dress up in black leather, which now it's not anymore real leather because I love the animals so much. So it's all like fake leather. And I think it looks the same. It's nice. But, um, yeah, I like that leather look. I like to be, you know, I like that tough look, you know, the army soldier on, you know. And I think it, there's no space. For you know, for anything else, like for the lovey-dovey stuff, even in the tour bus, or even when I'm touring with the band and road crew, I think it's very important for for a woman that um, that you keep like the friendship and professional level, and that they see me like you know we are family, like I'm like their sister and they're all my brothers. Because the minute, you know, somebody, you know, like has an eye on you, oh, that, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> I, I think that has no place. And then everything, you know, goes down the drain because everybody feels mm, maybe left out. Or, you know, if there's a couple. I, I thought with many other bands, when I was like a female musician or singer, and when they were falling in love, you know, like maybe with the guitar player or with the drummer, oh, God, it was always... Uh, it was very stressful for the whole band, and sometimes the band broke up because of that. So, so I think the romantic, loving thing, I think it's not that. That's not so good. Like putting that into the, into you know, on tour and stuff. And of course, so that was never that was never a problem for you, I assume. No, no, I was always in love with the fans. I must really say. The fans, that is my true love, the music, uh, the, the, yeah, metal, and, and the fans, that means the world to me. It, you know, I would die for the fans, and I want to do it for the rest of my life, because that's, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Anything else I do in another lifetime, maybe. But, yeah, yeah. but I never thought that I want to get married. It never came to that point ever, and yeah, and... Yeah, it was always going from one record to another, from one tour to another, and you know, and some of my former boyfriends would say, "Oh, so you just go, you just go." One guy, he said one time when I went to America, he said, "You know what? Though? I I want to have five kids," and I said, oh, "Really? Are you, are you serious? Are you crazy?" He said, "Yeah, I want to have five kids," and he said, "I give you time. I give you five years." And then, you know, then you have to make a decision. And then I was in New York and, you know, working on the next record and stuff. And then suddenly he uh, flew to America and he said, okay, now it's five years. Just, you know, I want to ask you what, what is your decision. And I thought, oh, my God, I know I break your heart, but the decision is formatted <laughs> and for the best. And, yeah, and that, that was it. That was, uh, yeah. But the guy has now five kids with another great woman. And, yeah, so so everybody has to live, you know, you have to live your own destiny and maybe sure. it doesn't stand for me. So, but, uh, but I love kids. Two of my band members, they have now kids, which I would have never expected, but my drummer, Johnny G, who's in the band since 1993, he has a little boy. And my guitar player, who's from uh, Italy, uh, he has a little boy as well. And, and I never thought that anybody would have kids in our band, but yeah, they just got two little babies, and wow, and, um, and I adore them, of course, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> so, so since you've kind of put yourself into a position where um, you, you don't want to have you know, that type of relationship because of, of what you do, um, how do you deal with loneliness? Surely that's got 
it has to be an issue at some point. Oh, it, it depends. I um, I, I, I really actually don't don't feel lonely. Um, if that would creep up, then I would go back to the studio and I would ask the engineer if, if the studio is free, if we can do something <laughs> or if we can apply the song or, or or I ask my tour manager, hey, you know, shall we play the next tour or something? As long as I have something to do, which is connected with music or a tour or a band or the fans. Um, I'm doing Patreon now. That's a new thing. I started doing mm-hmm. it six, seven, eight weeks ago. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm in touch with all the diehard fans from all over the world, from Peru, uh, Russia, Japan, America, Canada. It's awesome. And they are like these diehard fans. And uh, so that's, that's great to... Yeah, to really yeah have a deep connection and that's pretty cool and yeah so so I'm I'm definitely not lonely and yeah I'm I'm here to to make people happy that's what really makes me happy. <laughs> well, you do a great job of that definitely. With uh, I mean your your discography is amazing. Um, your live performances are are just incredible to watch, um, and um, you know you you your your vocals are are just still. Um, in peak performance, do you have to do things differently? I mean, I don't want to, um, I don't want to sound rude here, but obviously, I mean, you're, you're a bit older than you were when you first started this. Do you have to do certain things nowadays to keep your voice uh, more in shape uh, than maybe you did when you were younger? No, I don't think so. I think the more you do it, the stronger your pipes are. Like usually after a long tour, you know, the voice is better than than you know than when you start mm-hmm. a tour. Yes, the muscles and everything is in better shape. So I I always try. Yeah, I, I do a lot of like yeah active things. I love boxing. I I do a little bit kung fu on the side. Um, I did eskrima for a little while. So. So I keep active, and then yeah, the voice is always there. Uh, in the beginning, in the 80s, um, after a few years, some people said, well, did you study it, and did you go to university, and did you study vocal, and did you take vocal lessons? And and I said, oh, no. And then it, it bugged me, and I thought, oh, man, I, I definitely want to really learn it. So I took vocal lessons. It was sinfully expensive, and then... After about one year, the first people said, hey, hey, can't you sing like you sang before? And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, it sounded different before. And I, I said, okay. And then after two years, so many people said, hey, do you do something? Cool. It sounds different. And what are you doing? And I thought, man, it must have had something to do with my vocal lessons. Now I know how to <laughs> sing. Now I can tell everybody I took vocal lessons. And it didn't work for me. And then I thought, okay, I, you know. I quit it after two years, and um, and then I sang the same way like I did before. And I guess for professional singers, of course, you probably need training or when you do classical, of course. But I think for metal and for rock, I think just be yourself and do do what you can, and you know, and yeah, just just like go by instinct. I think that's the best way, and yeah, so. So, but I, yeah, I feel it's still the same. Like it's still the same when I started or now, and and I can sing every day ten hours. It doesn't matter. I never get hoarse, except wow. when I get a bad cold. But usually, yeah. I can always sing. Yeah, yeah. Well, your voice is very distinctive. So, I mean, it's good. It's like I said, I, I'm amazed. It sounds 
as strong and powerful as it did, you know, when, when you were in your 20s, you know. <laughs> so, so it sounds, yeah, good. sounds fantastic. It's especially live when I see the fans, and I can sing 10 times louder and better and, <laughs> and more. Yeah, yeah. In the studio, it's not the same. Like live when I see the fans, oh, then, yeah, then everything is like multiplied by a million and you know and when you feel good and when you feel powerful and, and when it's a great atmosphere when people are on fire oh my god that's like yeah that's the best that's probably always the best performance which no studio record could ever capture that feeling it's uh it needs to be pure and it needs to be real you can't fake it and you can't think about it okay i think now about the fans that they're screaming along no it has to be the real thing so i think all our live records or live recordings they actually yeah they're the best yeah so i'm assuming you 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 put out the new box set which which again i just i think is it's spectacular all the fans out there need to get this this is, this is really good material to uh, to pick up from you whether they've been a long time fan or um you know they've just kind of uh, heard bits and pieces i mean this would be a, a great place for either person to to start with your box set I, i'm assuming with the the coronavirus situation that's out there touring is still quite difficult so does that mean you're going to move uh, progress pretty quickly into recording uh, a, a new studio album? Yeah, actually, yeah, we, we postponed everything for next year, early next year, but I don't know, it doesn't look so good, so we're hoping that everything can get back to normal eventually, but um, if not, then yeah, I'm, I'm definitely working more on on, on the new studio album. We have already six songs, so there's wow. many more songs to go, but six uh, songs are already there. There was one single we put out a couple of months ago. It was called Break Wall. And we did yeah, a great. video while there was a lockdown. That was like, wow, that was a challenge <laughs> to do it. But we, we kind of did it. And um, yeah, so I definitely want to concentrate on the new album. But I'm dying to get back on the road again, you know, with our little tour bus. And, you know. Oh, I'm sure. And, and you did a, a drive in performance, which was, you know, uh, pretty cool. Um, you know, that you were able to, to do that. Um, considering the situation, you were still able to kind of get a live performance in for people, even though, um, you know, it's not yeah. maybe quite the same with people in their cars, but hey, you know, it's still yeah. something. It it's was, still a way to do it. Like, it looked exactly like the All We Are video when, yeah. you know, we, we were filming the All We Are video. It was in the LA River Basin where Terminator 2 was filmed. And then we were standing on the tour bus, on top of the tour bus, and everybody was stuck in their cars, and they were kind of frozen. That was the idea. And then through the magic of the warlock and of metal, they would come to life and would rock out with us. That was like the story. And I tell you, first, a drive-in show, I hopped on stage, it looked exactly like that, and I felt like, man, is it 1987? It was so <laughs> surreal, and, you know, like, it was so, it was great, and we did many um, drive-in shows, many auto-kino shows, because mm -hmm. the first one we did, we didn't know what to expect, but I think we made the best out of it. I think everybody had fun, even though they were in their cars, and it was, like, a lot of distance, but it was great, and then some... Um, Someone did a little video clip, like two minutes, and I was actually walking into the crowd when we did all we are. I couldn't take it anymore, being so far away on stage. <laughs> I thought, I want to go down in, in the crowd. And I really, like, there was a lot of distance, so it was, like, safe. And everybody was so happy, and we were singing all together. It was 
such a great, nice feeling. And somebody filmed it, and we put it on our like Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter. And in between two days, we had like 600,000 views, which we never, ever had at I mean, ever. And then some people, you know, they saw it and then they called us and said, hey, I have an autokino show. I have an autokino uh, thing, like a drive-in thing. We never did a concert, but let's let's try it. And so I did many, many more drive-in shows. And the last show I did was actually a beach chair show. And there were beach chairs oh, wow. in like, this arena. It was a hockey arena. And everybody could uh, sit in there, like two people. And they had some beer, something to drink, you know. It was great. <laughs> and, and I could hear them because it was it was nice. And sometimes the drive-in shows, people, they had to stay in their cars. And then you can't hear when they're singing along. But we played some silly games like, you know, let me see you shake your cars, you know, instead of headbanging. <laughs> cars were almost flying and and then you know and then they were blinking you know and let me see your blinkers on the right side on the left side you know it was like <laughs> it, was, it was cool everybody felt like you know like yeah like, like you, you still managed to get audience so. participation so that's really cool yeah yeah, yeah, and then like everybody was honking the horns after each song, and then you know the usually the cities that said no more honking the horns, otherwise you know the show has to be you know like you know like like that's the end of the show. So sometimes you know I thought oh, I hope they're not honking because that was the most fun. It was so loud. It was like a men of war concert or Moret concert. It was so loud and nice, but uh, yeah, but. Yeah, every show was different. Every show had different uh, regulations and different restrictions. But we were so happy that we could do something and connect with our fans and the band and world crew that everybody had something to do. So, so it was definitely better than doing nothing and, yeah. Yeah, and keeping this. That's always good, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was a very unique experience. I mean, it's something people can take away later and say, you know, yeah. I I even went yeah. to a, a drive-in heavy metal concert, you know, because it's not something that, you know, that, to my yeah. knowledge, has really been something that's been done before. So, so yeah. it was really a cool idea. Yeah, I, totally, totally. And uh, I heard of some drive-in uh, concerts, but people just showed like the performance or the DVD yes. or the uh, movie. But uh, that was so cool. We were there live, and you could see either us performing and, you know, jumping around on stage, or you could have this big screen, which looked really impressive, and, like, the light show and pyrotechnics, oh, man, it looked really, it was really nice, and um, so, so even people from far in the back, they could see, you know, great stuff, and, and sometimes the sunset was, like, beautiful, it felt like, wow, it's meant to be the universe supporting that, so so it was good. But um, but of course, it's not like a normal concert or festival, you know. I I, I definitely, you know, it's it, it's different. It's different. I hope it can get back to normal. But it's uh, definitely an option. It's definitely an option and and special. And um, yeah. <laughs> Did you get any professional uh, filming of any of these concerts by chance? Yeah, one time we did because, um, you know, the festival Wacken, right? You, you heard of Wacken, right? This is this, mm-hmm. this yeah, stage. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, and when they got, uh, when they had to cancel, then they were thinking of doing something that the whole world could still, you know, see Wacken, but it was like they were doing a virtual stage with some uh, bands. And we just, we had actually a drive-in show uh, booked in Stuttgart, and 
then we had like some professional filming and then they put it out like on, on the internet and it was called Wacken Worldwide and I think it looked pretty good. There was not much audience going on so when you know you expect all the anthems, um that's actually that was different because usually you have eighty thousand people singing along and yeah, and in the driving <laughs> shows, it was like, yeah, you heard a couple of voices, you heard a couple of people go, totally going nuts, but it was not, not the same like a normal Wacken, but that was uh, professionally filmed, and then we had one time a streaming, that was the last uh, drive-in concert, and it was uh-huh. a streaming thing, so I think it was $6, and you could see it, and you could see it for two months, and I think that was pretty good, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but well, I know you're the type of person who likes to really interact with the audience. So, so for your sake and, and the fans, hopefully um, we'll see some concerts uh, in the near future if we can kind of get a handle on this uh, pandemic. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly appreciate you taking all the time uh, out of your busy schedule to, to uh, talk to us at Excess Rock today. And I will be uh, pushing your box set as um, a, a good Christmas gift for most people. <laughs> because that's an, uh, well, thank you so much for your for your kindness and for your support and yeah and I hope we see each other soon in concert and I yes. wish you all the best and yeah and then stay healthy stay metal uh, thank you for supporting metal and I wish everybody out there the best and hang in there keep on rocking and I hope to see you all very soon and yeah and stay metal. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Doro. You you stay safe, and we'll look forward to uh, uh, hopefully getting a new studio album from you soon. And like you said, hopefully we'll see you in concert soon. Yes, thank you so much. And you're such a great, great person. I I love to talk to you. And, yeah, I wish you all the best in your family and friends and all that good stuff. And, yeah, and, and have a great rest of the day. And, yeah, you stay well. You too, <laughs> absolutely. You. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye, Doro. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.